times of refreshing coming from the presence of God. You could mention, you could, you could give, give this message this title, Refreshed from the Presence. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Or refreshed by the presence. Refreshed by the presence. Praise the Lord. We are still looking at what? The presence of, of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, some of these messages, I know for some of us, maybe a year or two or three later is when they'll be dawning. Amen? But it's important for you to get introduced to them now. And as you get introduced, then much, you know, as revelation comes in, sinks in, seeps in, little by little, little by little, your life will be expanded. Your spirit life will be expanding day by day by day by day. Ah, that scripture, Acts chapter 3, verse 19, let's have a look. The Bible says, Repent ye, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. And then it says, When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> times of, of refreshing. Times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. Now let's read this scripture, Acts chapter 3, so that you understand the whole context. The Bible says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And it says, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask, of, to ask alms of them that entered the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John said, look on us. Then he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them or of them. Verse 6 says, then Peter said, silver and gold, have I? I have none, but I have something. That thing, such as I have, I give to thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Seven says, and he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankles, ankle bones received strength, and he leaped up, stood, and walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking, leaping, and praising God. Now they enter the temple, three people. Praise the Lord. And all the people saw him walking and praising, and they knew that it was he which sat for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement. That is Acts. Eh? <laughs> ah, the Bible says, at which had happened unto them. Verse 11. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch. That is called Solomon's. That's Solomon's uh, and greatly wondering. 
And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, this is Peter preaching, why are you marveling at this? Why are you looking on us so earnestly? As though by our own power or holiness, we have made this man to walk. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob and the God of our fathers has glorified his son, Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. Are you seeing Pilate was determined to let him go? <laughs> the Bible says, verse 14, but he denied the Holy One and the just and desired a mother to be granted unto you. That was who? Barabbas. Oh, no. Guys, you've gone through the book of Mark. You're done. It is now sinking in. Eh? <laughs> the Bible says, and killed the prince of life, whom God has raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. Are you seeing? We are witnesses. Are you a witness? Yes. Amen. The Bible says, verse 16, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I want that through ignorance you did it. Nakubali, it was through ignorance you did it, as did also your rulers. But those things which God beforehand before had showed by the mouth of his prophets that Christ should suffer has been fulfilled. He has fulfilled. And then verse 19, he says, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And then you see a semicolon there and says, And he shall send Jesus which before was preached unto you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. That's what you are looking at today. Now, a little bit of introduction as usual. You see from verse 1, you see it was Peter and John going to the temple. What time? It was 3 p.m. They are going to, to pray. And therefore, God uses Peter to heal a man who used to be laid at the temple. He was a 40-year-old. God uses him to lay, to heal, uses Peter to heal this man. And then a crowd is drawn, and they come there because of the miracle that has happened. And then Peter begins to preach to the crowd. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, this is an opportunity to share the gospel message about Jesus Christ. And he begins to tell them, you know what, you guys, you are part of the killing of this man, crucifixion of this man. And yet the same man was raised from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. And he tells them, he turns to them and tells them, this was all about you. 
Look at verse 19. He tells them, Repent ye therefore be converted. It was all for you. Repent and be converted. You did it in ignorance, but now repent and be converted. You are expecting a political king. You are expecting a king who would come and rule, take over from the Romans and rule. <laughs> but you were expecting, only having read the, the, the scriptures partially, he didn't fully read it. Because even his suffering is recorded in the scripture. Look at verse 18. He says, by the mouth of the prophets that Christ should suffer. It was recorded that Christ should suffer. They didn't want, they didn't want to, <laughs> to follow through that. They, want, they never wanted a king or a messiah who would be killed. It was shameful to the Jews. But that was the way for their deliverance. Amen. The foolishness <laughs> of our preaching. The cross. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. That was the way for their deliverance. And not just their deliverance or their salvation. It was also for the salvation of the whole world. Amen. <laughs> that Christ should suffer. You know. And the Bible says he has so fulfilled now he tells them, repent. Are you seeing the basis of this repentance? The suffering and the death of Jesus Christ at the cross. That's the basis. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. Don't be lied to that we as a church, today we are founded about anything else or by anything else. The basis is what Jesus did. The death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Peter said, whom you crucified, God has made him alive. Now you, you repent. That's where we come in now. He says, repent ye therefore and be converted. I want to talk a little bit about this repentance. Now I'm beginning to teach now. I was, I was, I was just giving a brief introduction. Repent. Jesus taught repentance. Actually, John began by teaching repentance. Then Jesus taught it. And the apostles taught it. Peter taught it. Peter is speaking here. He's saying, repent. Actually, go to Acts chapter 2, verse 38. The first sermon of Peter, Peter taught and he said, repent. Verse 36, and Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Actually, I want you to mark this scripture because I'm going to be relating it with Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Again, out of what I'm teaching today. Peter taught repent. John taught repent. John, in the book of Mark chapter 1, verse 4. Jesus, in the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. And then the apostles themselves in the book of Mark chapter 6 verse 12. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Even Paul taught it. He preached repentance. Amen. I'm not saying, uh, I'm not going, there's another word that is usually added after repentance. <laughs> but I'm talking about repentance today. So you know that word. 
preached, Paul preached repentance. This is Acts chapter 17, verse 30. It's there. Amen. And we don't stop there. We still do preach repentance. Amen. Amen. We preach repentance. Repent. Nowadays, you don't hear that word. Repent. <laughs> uh, what does that word mean? Now, in the scripture, I know some places you've had it written, and God repented. <laughs> so does God sin? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. He's speaking about repentance has two meanings. One, to feel sorry. Number two, to change your mind or to turn. You're from one direction you're facing to a new direction. That, those are the two meanings of repentance. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what repentance means. So when the scripture talks about God repenting, <laughs> amen, you know God cannot change. Of course, we, know, we, are, we are not talking about the second meaning. He's the unchanging changer. He's the one who changes others. <laughs> but he never changes. It is God, eh? he, 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 he is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Amen. And there's no shadow <laughs> of turning. Amen. He does not change. He remains the same. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You cannot change him. Amen. He cannot change. It's just his nature. He, is, he can't change. But we are the ones who change. God can't sin. God can't change. Amen. It is men who change, who are changed by God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I'm talking about man's repentance. You're talking about both the sorry feeling. Amen? The remorse. And I'm also talking about change. Both regret or remorse and, and change. So when you hear me speak or say, talk about repentance and repentance, talking about men, I'm talking about those. Remorse and what? And change. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, I like teaching very simply. So that you don't get confused. You see, it says repent ye therefore. Repent ye therefore. Repent ye therefore. Feast, feel sorry and change. Realize. Look at, look, at, look at what he was telling them. You guys killed the prince of life in verse 15. He's <laughs> the Messiah you are waiting for. But you killed him. In Acts chapter 2, Peter told them, this is why they were cut in their hearts. In verse, many know that scripture, that's 37, they were cut in their hearts. But Lucas verse 36 says, therefore let all the house of Israel know surely that God has made that same Jesus. Which one? Whom you crucified. That one. Not another one. <laughs> God has made that same Jesus. Whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Amen. Hey, those guys were cut in their hearts. The Bible says in that 37, verse 37, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. They understood how that relates to them. And I pray today someone will understand how the cross relates to them. Jesus was on the cross because of us, because of our sin. Amen. Hallelujah. All that suffering and crucifixion was for you and me. Us in the future. <laughs> it was not just for the Jews. It was also for us. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And based on that knowledge, based on that preaching, what happened? They were cut in their hearts. They were pricked in their hearts. They felt sorry. <laughs> ah, praise the Lord. You know, some people think repenting is to stop sinning. You know, if, if it was you stopping sinning, because, you know, that is the image we, when you hear repent, you think stop sinning. <laughs> you can stop sinning. You can, you, 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 you can correct yourself in a way, but you haven't yet achieved what God is looking for. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we are saved by grace, not works. God has not called us to trust in what we do. He's called us to trust in what Jesus did. And so I, today, I want someone to understand what does it mean when we say repent? Repent. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, it says, Godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. Are you seeing salvation introduced now? When you're talking about repentance, we are talking about salvation. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. When you talk about repentance, we are talking about salvation. When do you repent as a, someone who's not born again? You repent when you believe. When you believe. That's the change now. That's where the change comes. You felt sorry. You, you, you believe that Jesus is the Christ. They told him, God has made him both Lord and Christ. That same Jesus. That Jesus who suffered and was crucified has become both Lord and Christ. Based on that, repent. Now turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. Hallelujah. So basically, repentance is salvation. This repentance we are talking about here, the new, the new, the, Christ, the, 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 the new testament repentance, this one, is salvation. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's salvation. And the dealing of sin is part of the package. Amen. Your sins being taken away is part of the package. It's not just a portion. Just a portion your sin. Just, just, just like a portion. No. I tell you what you used to do, the things that I used to do, I don't do no more. No. <laughs> no. No. You could be a, an alcoholic. And today you are no longer an alcoholic because you go to AA meetings. Because you, you stopped alcohol, taking alcohol, that doesn't mean you have changed. You felt sorry, you last changed. Changed. There has to be a change. And this change takes place when we are born again. So when you say you have repented, you're talking about you having been born again. Hallelujah. It takes place when you are born again. When you believe that Jesus died for you. Not because of what you do. 
Hallelujah. You become a new creation. There's a change that has come. You've turned, amen, from death to life. You've received Jesus. You've received life. You've received everything that comes with, with Jesus. And you see this conviction that comes to you is by the Holy Ghost. The revelation comes. The revelation brings conviction. And that conviction brings the sorrow. Amen. You realize that you get an awareness that you are a sinner. <laughs> Amen. And when you realize you are a sinner, you desire to change. There's a desire to change. You recognize that you have been doing wrong. And God begins to work on you. I'm not talking about condemnation. I'm not talking about, you know, you feeling sorry to death, you know, wanting to kill yourself. Condemnation makes you feel bad and leads you to the wrong direction, drives you away. But when it is God who is speaking to you, yes, there's a conviction. Amen. And there's a warmth. Amen. There's a drawing. There is love drawing you back to him. Praise the Lord. Not the devil. And he says, be converted. Then he says, be converted. That's the change. It says, that your sins may be blotted out. So you see, when Jesus was dying on the cross, it was all because of our sin. Our sin. Amen. John 1.29 says, behold. I want you to see it. Not write down. No, he says, behold, see, see, behold, behold, see him, see Jesus. That's why you see me every time I, I keep trying to say, to tell people to focus on, on him. He says, behold the lamb, see him, the lamb that takes away. <laughs> Don't focus on the, no, 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 see the lamb. See the lamb who is dealing with the sin that takes away the sin of the world. Don't see the sin. See the lamb. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know, I've been, I've been in this journey for a while. Even this ministry journey, I've been in it for a while. And you know, one of the things I've discovered about Christians is this. Christians like being, having power. You know, being, you know, I want to conquer it. You know, I prayed and I overcame. Because you prayed, not because of God, you prayed. You know, that's your power. That's, you know, you claiming control and authority. No one ever wants to surrender control and authority. Amen. <laughs> I want to deal with this sin so that I come to Jesus Christ. <laughs> I want to deal with it. My, I, want, I am the one. I want to deal with it. <laughs> you will fail. You see, Jesus had to come. Jesus had to come <laughs> to get us out of the pit of sin. Romans 5, 8, what does it say? While we were yet sinners, Christ died. Not when we repented, Oh, we overcame the sin. Then Christ said, oh, my children have overcome. Let me come now. And no, 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 no. No. Where were we? 
we were yet were yet sinners. That's when Christ died. So if you cannot claim anything there. <laughs> you cannot claim it was by your strength. No. And if you got, didn't get saved by your own strength, you cannot continue to live by your own strength. It's by his, his strength. Amen. By whose strength? His strength. Be strong in, in the Lord. Jesus died for our sin. He says that your sins may be blotted out. It's the same thing he's saying in this other verse in verse 38, verse 38 uh, Acts chapter 2. He says, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission. Since the remission of sin. I'm not talking about that sin remaining there, no. I'm talking about the cancellation. Remission means cancellation. It's, ca it's not postponement. It's cancellation. <laughs> that sin has been wiped out. Behold the lamb that takes away. Just, just take the words. It says, takes away. Takes away. You know, when it's taken away, it's no longer there. <laughs> ah, praise the Lord. That takes away. While we were yet sinners. Meaning, we are no longer. <laughs> we were, were, not are, no. Were yet sinners. We were. Now we are saints. No, 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 no. We are not waiting to die so that someone will pray us into sainthood. No. No, 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 no. No. You are saints. You are a Amen. Saint Patricia. Amen. Saint Joseph. Saint to Saint Aweru. Saint Tuitoek, who said it has to be Augustine? Eh? And, 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 and John. John is so common. Hmm? Who says? Saint Ken. Amen. Eh? Let that thing rub into your system. Get in. Let it get in. Amen. You have to believe what God has done for you. You have been made righteous. You didn't make yourself. No. We're not claiming that we made ourselves. No. The Bible says we have been made. <laughs> I, you know, these are scriptures I'm talking about. Let me, let me show you. Let me show you. Open your Bibles in Romans chapter 5. Praise the Lord. And these are very tough things. I know for some Saizi, they are asking themselves many questions. Hey! Eh, can I stand this? No. <laughs> Romans chapter 5, verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, I see, by Adam's offense, death reigned, meaning sin entered through all men, sin flowed, then says death came 
through one month. It says, much, much more. Yani much more than sin, much more. He says, they which receive. Are you saying it is to receive? To be received. They which receive abundance of grace, not works. Not they which try to do anything to achieve their salvation or to get or to obtain their salvation. It says, they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift. They receive a gift of righteousness. Hallelujah shall reign. It has to be received. Amen. If you want to call yourself a sinner, fine. You remain as one. And you have not yet repented them. But it says that your sins may be blotted out. When you get born again, something happens to you. Your sins are blotted out. That sin is dealt with. Death is also dealt with. <laughs> Everything that came with sin is dealt with. The body of sin, dealt with. The desire to sin, dealt with. Amen. I know some of you are asking questions. Oh, you know, we still have the flesh. I agree. But first understand what I'm teaching, what is, and then we'll talk about that, the flesh. See, first get this one, Kwanzaa. Amen. <laughs> Don't rush. Don't rush. Because some of you are asking yourselves, you know what? You know I'm born again, and sometimes I find my, do you find yourself? Is it you find yourself, or you, act, you go ahead and, <laughs> ah, your sins, a blotted out means wiped away, means cleaned out, means cancelled, means erased. They are gone. Amen. Jesus, the work Jesus did on the cross is so powerful. Amen. Dealt with sin. That's why he had to die. Oh, praise the Lord. Now look at that scripture again. Repent and be baptized. Okay, let me say something about this being baptized because someone will think after you are baptized, that is when you are saved. No. Amen? You are not baptized so that you are forgiven. You are not baptized so that now sins are cleansed. No. You actually, the time, by the time you are getting baptized, that has already happened. You have already been forgiven. Baptism does not save you. Baptism is an outward sign speaking about what has already happened to, to you. Amen. Then he says, be baptized everyone in the name of Jesus for the remission. That for does not mean because. Doesn't mean, um, let's say, um, everyone in the name of Jesus. Yes, it means because for the remission. For because of the remission. Be baptized because of the remission of sins. Amen. Because your sins have been, have been forgiven. Then the Bible says this. And ye shall receive. This is where I begin today. Ye shall receive the gifts. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Notice it doesn't say gifts. It says gift. Gift of the Holy Spirit. When I was teaching about the Holy Spirit, I mentioned that we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 
This is where I get that scripture saying, we shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 4 says, the promise of the Father. Amen. He is a gift. The Spirit of God himself is a gift from God to us. Praise the Lord. Receive the gift. Amen. If you got born again, that is when you received him. Amen. There are people who say, no, you receive him. You get born again first and then later on you receive him. No. When you get born again, you received him. When you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, you're just getting a, a, a more of him. You're experiencing more of him that is already in you. Amen. Romans 8, 9. He that does not have the spirit of Christ is none of his. Amen. Don't be, don't, please don't, 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 don't get confused. <laughs> Do you have the Holy Spirit? Yes. yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, notice, the Bible says, when, after the sin, blotting, cancellation, remission, the Bible says, when the times of refreshing, seasons, of refreshing. Amen. Days of refreshing shall come. Where? From where? Are you seeing? The days of refreshing shall come from where? The presence. Before that, no days of refreshing. After being born again. <laughs> You have entered into a season. Amma, you have entered into the days of refreshing. Amma, refreshment. Hallelujah! Amen. You know, I want us to see what we are, where we are. Where, 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 where are you now? Amen. Because the devil is a liar. <laughs> He's robbing people of things that God has already given to them. This is Peter speaking, saying, repent that your sins may be blotted out. Then this is when the times of refreshing for your life shall come from the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> ah, fresh. You are talking about new life. You're talking about new life and everything that comes with the new life. I came that you may have life and life abundantly. Hallelujah. Amen. You know where there is life, there is <laughs> abundance. <laughs> there is reproduction. Amen. Where there is life, there is growth. You remember the characteristic of, characteristics of living things? Yes. <laughs> Very simple science. Hmm? There is growth. Amen. Spiritual growth. Physical growth. You shall grow in wisdom and stature too. <laughs> like Christ. Amen. Where there is life, there is communication, relationships. Amen. We are talking about every area of your life. Times of refreshing. 
Something new is going to come from the presence of God. Where is this presence? It's in us. I'm going to show you. To refresh, we are talking about making fresh again. What was still? Times of refreshment. If you want to use the word restore, whatever word you want to use. If you want to use the word renewal, amen? Hallelujah. If you want to use the word awaken, we are talking about refreshment. And someone needs a refreshment today in Jesus' name. Amen. And it is yours. Because the Bible says times of refreshment. These are your days of refreshment. These are your days to be refreshed. Hallelujah. Amen. They shall come from the presence. Maybe you didn't know where they come from. But today I'm telling someone they come from where? The presence of God. Hallelujah. You know we are living in a Kimandazi world. <laughs> which robs away and takes away life out of us. Hmm? Feeds us with a lot of worry and anxiety and fear and trouble, you know, in this world. But you have not been told to live from the outside. You are supposed to be living from the inside out. Hmm. So you are supposed to be beholding. <laughs> Ah, where is he who we behold? He's inside us. Times of refreshing shall come from the presence of God. Amen. You know, worldly ways of getting refreshed is going to a vacation. Yeah. Going to Vasha <laughs> or the Safari Rally. Amen. We're going to refresh. Going to the Indian Ocean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to get refreshed. And then you come back to the same, same, same old, same old business. Amen. And you lose your freshness. But today I want to teach someone how to stay refreshed. He shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. And he shall be evergreen. Shall be fresh. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are talking about that one. I'm getting ahead of myself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We Christians are supposed to be living from the inside out. Because the presence is now within us. Don't focus on the outside. Focus on the inside. Everything you need is within you is inside. Hallelujah. That is where the times of refreshing come from. Times of refreshment. Refresh strength. Refreshed mind. A sound mind. You know, refreshed health. Hallelujah. <laughs> Every aspect of our lives to be, is to be refreshed from the presence of God. Hallelujah. Because when you say from the presence of God, you are talking about closeness to God. And not, God is not just close to us, He is within us. And this refreshing comes from there. It comes from the presence. That's why you need to be men and women of the presence. 
that we draw from the presence. Praise the Lord. You know, I was talking on Friday about John 14, verse 6. You have been looking for the way for so long. And then they told you, Jesus is the way. <laughs> and then you came and found Jesus the way. And then when you reached to Jesus the way, they continued telling, telling you about 10 steps of the way. Then you left Jesus there and you continued to walk away. You started walking away from, from the way. <laughs> because all you are looking, you are not looking for Jesus, you are looking for the way. And you're being told, Jesus is that way. Stay there. <laughs> Jesus doesn't tell us to go anywhere. He says, abide. Amen. Abide. In me. Stay connected. Amen. <laughs> because out of him, you draw from him. From his presence. Where is he? He's within us. <laughs> Let me tell you, in his presence there is life. He is the life. Maybe you're looking for oxygen. It's not oxygen. <laughs> you know, outside, outside this, uh, uh, what do you call it? Earth. Possibly, I don't know if there's another planet that has oxygen or a mixture of gases that will allow you to survive out there. Amen. Do spirits breathe oxygen? <laughs> Amen. He is the life. Jesus is the life. He's beyond oxygen. He's beyond oxygen. He's beyond this breathing. <laughs> Gaseous exchange in and out. He's beyond it. Amen. How would, how would someone who breathes oxygen alone be able to pass through walls? I don't know, you'd be absorbing oxygen from the walls. I don't know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He's a spirit. Spiritual life beyond matter. Amen. Amen. Beyond air, solids, liquids, and gases. Amen. We are talking about Jesus. He is the life. From the presence we receive life. Life is in his presence. Hallelujah. And we, the first point where this refreshment begins is when you're born again. Say, repent. The sins are blotted out. Then times of refreshing, days of refreshing have begun. Hallelujah. Fresh knowledge. Amen. You've repented and you are born again. You are saved. And now we carry the indwelling presence. Hallelujah. The new life we have is a life of the Spirit. That's what I'm talking about. It's a life of the Spirit and it is a refreshing life. Amen. Fresh from His presence. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me show you some woman. There's a woman in, in the book of John chapter 4. When you're looking at the book of John, you remember her. The woman of Samaria. You remember her? Jesus, very interesting, was seated at the well. And then she came, right? Amen. And then what happened? They began a conversation about the physical well. Physical well. 
Jesus used that well as a point of connection to make her understand spiritual things. As she continued to put her mind on the physical well, Jesus began to introduce the spiritual well. She asked, he asked her, give me water to drink. And then she turned and said, I, how can you? <laughs> a man, a Jewish man, ask me, a Samaritan woman. Yani, it was not right for a Jew to talk to a Samaritan. To make it worse, for a Jew to talk to a woman who is a Samaritan. And possibly, maybe this lady was also not very uh, <laughs> morally correct, <laughs> as others may have thought. Amen. How can you ask me for water to drink? Then Jesus begins to introduce another kind of water. Tells her, you know what, me, I can also give you water. <laughs> you are talking about getting water from this well. I can give you water. Amen. Living water. Amen. Let's look at that scripture, John chapter 10, 4 verse 10. He says, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God, <laughs> the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this is, and he, who it is that saith to thee, if you knew who I am, that I've been made both Lord and Christ, if you knew who I am, and the gift of God. <laughs> uh, the Bible says, it is that said to thee, give me to drink. That is who I am. Who, the one who is talking to you. Thou would have asked of him. And he would have given thee living water. The woman was the thirsty one, not Jesus. Jesus was physically thirsty, yes. The woman was spiritually thirsty. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus is telling, telling her now, he has shifted the conversation now. He's saying, you know what? You would have asked me of living water. Living water. Not his living water. What is he talking about? He's talking about life. Continue. Verse 11 says, the woman said, sir, you have nothing to draw this water with. And the well is so deep. <laughs> Where are you going to get this living water? Hmm? Are you, do you want to pretend to us that you are greater than Jacob? You know, she's prophesying. She's already speaking things that are actually true. That Jesus was actually greater than Jacob. <laughs> Verse 13 says, Jesus answered and said to her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. This, this Jacob's water. But whosoever drinketh of this Jesus' water in other words, the water that I shall give. Are you saying he's giving water? The water that I shall give him. Times of refreshing. <laughs> Whosoever, you know, if you are thirsty, you need refreshment. You need a soda. Spiritual soda. Coke. <laughs> that <laughs> you will never thirst again. You think, whosoever drinketh, whoso, are you saying it is you to drink? <laughs> Whosoever drinketh of this water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Now look at why he shall never thirst. 
Because you know, this is where we usually stop after we are born again. Say, I am born again, I have received Jesus Christ. He says, and the water. Because when you drink it, 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 something happens with the water. The Bible says, the water that I shall give him shall be in him. Let me repeat that statement. The water that I give him shall be where? Inside him. This water, you know when you take this other water, you go and remove it. Physical water. <laughs> you go to the loo and, and flush it. And it goes. But this water, spiritual water, that I shall give him shall be inside him. A well of water springing up unto everlasting life. Amen. It shall be a spiritual well. Like this physical well, it shall be a spirit. What is a well for? For water. You go there to draw water. You know in Ochauko, out there, we usually go and throw the knees and we draw water from the well. The water shall be where? In him. Not next to him. No. Jesus didn't say, come to draw from this church. No. I'd go to a certain specific church and draw there. Draw from there. No. 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 Let's read the Bible verses. The water shall be where? In him. In fact, you know, when you, go, when you come here, my work is to show you where you draw from. Not to be your source of water. Are you looking for water? Are you looking for freshness? It's within you. <laughs> Hallelujah! It shall be in you. Let me tell you, this is the truth. This is the empowering truth. Start the journey. Begin the journey. The water shall be in you, within you. John 4, 10, 11, up to 14. <laughs> it says, shall, I shall, give, shall be a well of water springing up. It springs up. Springing up. You know what else can spring up? <laughs> Let me tell you, your answers for life are in that water. Amen. Amen. Your freshness in your life is in that water. Your freshness in relationships in your life are in that water. Hallelujah. Your peace and your joy are in the water. <laughs> They're inside the water. Ah, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> ah, glory, 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 glory. Let me show you something more about this water. John 7, 38. Ah, glory. I like teaching about this water because it's flowing right now. Verse 7, verse 37 says, verse 37 says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried and said, any man, you remember this, John chapter 7 is about what? The feast of the tabernacle. And remember, they used to draw a lot of water and put it somewhere around the temple. Amen. And there was some water walking, going around. And now look at verse 6. It says, in the last day, Jesus, that of, the, of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. Are you saying drinking? This is he that believeth. That's how you drink. 
How else do you think you drink? He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly. Are you seeing where the well is? In the belly. <laughs> in the belly. <laughs> the well is in the belly. Inside you, in other words. Jesus had already told the woman, John 4.10, the water I give shall be in you. So you have it in you. Do you have it in you? So you usually ask, do you have it in you to be, to be able to do that thing? <laughs> we have it within us to change this world. Why? Because the water is within from Jesus. Amen. Hmm? <laughs> Shall be in you. Then look at what he says here, verse 38 says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers. Not just springing. Now this one is flowing. Flow rivers of living water. So what is this water? The Bible says in verse 39, He, he spake of the spirit which uh, they that believe on him should receive. Are you seeing how you receive? Yes. For the Holy Ghost, who was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Now they are being told, repent. The one who was crucified has been made both Lord and Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now the water is in you. And rivers can flow out of, not a river. Ah, ah. No, no, no. Rivers. Rivers. <laughs> Rivers. If you read Ezekiel chapter 47, I want to show you something very interesting. This river of the presence flows right be from below the throne of God. Why is he seated in you? He's inside you. You are the temple of God. That's where the river flows. See it. Just have a, have, a, have a look at Ezekiel chapter 47. Praise the Lord. Afterward, verse 1, he brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, waters, rivers, issued out from under the threshold of the house. Amen. Eastward, for the forefront of the house stood towards inside the east. And the waters came down from under, from the right side of the house, at the south of the altar. Are you seeing where the waters is coming from? From within. We, today, we are the temple of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> God is within us. The waters flow from within. Hallelujah. We have a spiritual well and it springs hallelujah and flows rivers flow from within us hallelujah hallelujah and you know what you want this we, we want this this these rivers to flood <laughs> we love floods here yeah, we love spiritual floods amen physical floods we don't like but we love spiritual floods hallelujah Oh, glory, glory, glory. These rivers we are talking about are rivers of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Times of refreshing shall come from that well. 
The well within. The rivers within. The rivers will flow out and change every dry thing. Make it fresh. Every brown and drying thing in your life will be greened up in Jesus' name. Amen. We are not just about tongues. Amen. No. Amen. Not tongues too. No. The rivers flowing. And the rivers changing everything. There is a river that maketh glad the city <laughs> of our God. And the Bible says, and God is in the midst of her, the city. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's Psalms 46, where I stopped the last time. That was what I was teaching last Sunday. Yes. yes. There is a river. <laughs> Seems like God wanted me to teach that part. There's a river. There's a river. There's a river within. There's a well within. That's where rivers spring from. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This spring source is self-generating. And it is inexhaustible. Now I'm teaching someone to begin to depend on the God within him. God within them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And out of this river shall flow your hope, your peace, your joy, your righteousness, your health, your prosperity. Out of that river, you shall be refreshed in Jesus' name. Refreshing from the river. Amen. Hallelujah. When others are going to Mombasa, they come back with stress. You, you are working. You are at work. But you are fresher than ever. How you draw out, how do you experience this overflow of this river? Praise God. Be a man and a woman who is always using their mouth. Say, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And when you do that, the water rises like this. <laughs> then you say another praise the Lord. He says, rises. <laughs> say hallelujah. It rises. <laughs> hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Rises, rises, and begins to flow. Praise the Lord. Every time. You keep hearing the disciples who are filled with the Holy Ghost. And Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost. And Philip was filled with the what is that? The river. Is the river. Is the river. If that is how the early church lived, that is how we should live today. Amen. Be filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to speak. Amen. When you are drawing, when you are explaining that architectural drawing, be filled with the Holy Ghost and start speaking. When you are seeing a patient, amen. <laughs> be filled with the Holy Ghost. When you are writing that proposal, be filled with the Holy Ghost all the time. Sing hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. Do not be drunk by wine. But be ye being filled. With the Holy. How? Speaking to yourselves. Silence is burnt in this house. <laughs> Amen. God had to talk so that things change. Yeah? Yeah. Verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
Verse 2. And the earth was without form and void. When, the earth, when your earth is without form and void, open your mouth. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> and God said, <laughs> Amen. When your relationship is without is in form and void, open your mouth. <laughs> open your mouth and say, God at December, when there's a mountain before you, say, Amen. He didn't say, Oh God, there is a big mountain. No, you're only religion. Open your mouth and speak to the mountain because there's a river flowing out of you. Amen. And the river will affect everything you're saying. Hallelujah. There's a well within us. There's a river flowing out of us. The refreshment of our lives comes from the presence of, of God. And this is not guesswork. Amen. This is, this, is, this is truth. This is not theory. This is practical truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, silence is banned in this house. <laughs> open your mouth. Amen. Spend your time with God and all that. But come here and open your mouth. And, and, and flow in the river in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, when Jesus comes, when you read verse 20 and 21, it talks about now when Jesus will come. That's when this refreshing is going to be finalized. You know? Because he's our freshness. He's everything. The more Jesus takes over you and lives through you, the more the you yield to the Holy Spirit, the more fresh you become. Amen. You see, when you take a fish from the water, what happens to it? It dies. We Christians are trying to live. <laughs> we, we, if, if, if I use that analogy, that we are fish, why are we trying to live <laughs> outside water? And yet the whole life of the fish is in the water. It's designed to breathe through the gills. We are designed to draw from God, to experience the refreshing, the, our life, our nature, our, our whole self from God. I was asking someone, why would someone come to church on a Sunday? From the morning, for the three hours, in service. We start with the, someone coming to give announcement, another one keep coming to give program, another one doing a harambe, another one doing, and then when people are about to leave to go home, is when you hear, it is time for the word of God. Five minutes. Hmm? Let's just listen to the word of God for five minutes. And then you start seeing people walking away. And that is where their source of living is. All those programs and mitaratara no, don't give you life. This is the source of life. Amen. Amen. We are learning about the river today from the Bible. From the water. <laughs> Amen. This is the answer. Spending time with God, worshipping him. That is what we are about. Amen. And you just see yourself greening up. You'll see your life greening up. Me, I've seen it. And I'm also dispensing the same, same message I have received. This is, these are not special revelations from, from God to collect. No, no. 
No, there are other men who it was committed to. And, and they committed also to a faithful man <laughs> who is also apt to teach others. Isn't that in the scriptures? Yes. I also expect you guys to go out there and teach the same. Live it and teach it. Amen. So that when you stand here, the river flows. River. Not song. River. <laughs> yeah, this man, he stands here and the river is teams up with life. Amen. Yes. So that when you stand somewhere and begin to preach, river flows. Amen. Not lectures. Rivers. Rivers. Today, I know someone is blessed because <laughs> I can sense the river heavily and mightily in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Let's rise up in Jesus' name.